Hey girl, we are doing a new thing. I'm so excited to drop this episode today because behind the scenes here at Her Best Self Co, we have been partnering up with a few guests and I cannot wait to share with you some upcoming guest interviews. I have had the honor and the privilege to talk with Juliana Page. Juliana helps women move from self-sabotage to self-mastery. I know you can relate when it comes to self-sabotage because if you've lived with this debilitating disease of food restriction, of an eating disorder, that's what we do. We sabotage our own selves. And so I wanted to bring her on the show because she works with women to encourage them to live a life of courage and impact. And sister friend, I think you're going to love today's episode because I chat with her. We get raw and real on her recovery journey and so much more. Here we go. Hey girl, welcome to the Her Best Self podcast. I'm Lindsay Nichol, former competitive figure skater and perfectionist, turned God-led imperfect boy mom and digital CEO. If you find yourself constantly thinking about food and wondering if you'll wake up one day free from the obsessive thoughts and behaviors controlling your life, then I've created this podcast for you because I know exactly what it's like to be a downright hot mess trapped in the destructive cycle of disordered eating. I finally found freedom and you can too, girlfriend. So if you're ready to heal your relationship with food and body and break the chains of control and show up in your best health, then grab your favorite Tarjay journal and let's get to it. So you can start living your best life as your best self. Yay, I am so excited to have the first guest on today's show and on the Herd Best Self podcast. It is super, super, super exciting. And I feel like I have pulled the ladies, I've pulled the community, and I have shared with them that I'm thinking about bringing a guest on the show. And I asked their thoughts, and everyone said, do it. So Ms. Juliana Page, you are numero uno. I'm super excited to have you on the show and to learn more about you and for all the listeners to hear your story. So welcome. What's good? I'm so honored to be here. I am so excited what this is just going to set off. God is just getting started. So let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. So I want you to share and give an intro about yourself. Um, but I wanted to bring you on because you are a breath of fresh air. Like you are just a breath of fresh air and moving women from this place of self-sabotage to self-mastery that you speak about, it is insane. And I just knew that all the ladies that are listeners needed to hear it from you and what you do and who you are. So if you can share a lot about yourself, we'll start there. Yes. How I show up in the world now. So I think it's helpful. A lot of people don't ever investigate even what their name means. So I just want to invite people to do that. And I'll just tell you who I am in the terms of my identity of my name. So Juliana Page means joyful servant or youthful messenger. So that is who I am. Like that's literally who God formed, shaped, and anointed me to be. That's how I show up in the world. And I love it because... It is a constant reminder of what you are being a messenger of, or if you're truly living in God's strength in your life or not, right? So what are you serving? Who are you serving? Choose ye this day who you're going to serve, right? Or what are you full of? Are you full of righteousness, peace, and joy? Are you full of something else, right? Or what are you being a messenger of? And is that what you want to be a messenger of, right? So I love it. Your name can be literally 
an identity statement for you. It can really give you insight into your call, into your purpose. So that's who I am, how I show up in the world right now. I speak. I've written several books. I podcast a podcast called God's Vibes. We have a lot of fun over there. And I lead a community called Courage Co., which really the mission behind that is helping people live their most courageous and impactful stories. So we have a lot of fun in there from prayer calls, small groups, a mastermind, a coaching certification. So many things happen in there behind the scenes. You kind of got to get in there just to know. But yeah, we stay very affirmed, activated (laughs) over there. That's really what's happening for sure. (laughs) Good. I love it. Yes. Give me all the things. I mean, I feel like I feel like Courage Co. and like Her Best Self Co. Like they go to weather, they go together so yeah. nicely. It's like they're spiritual running buddies for sure. Yes, we are. We definitely are. It's like a you want to be your best self, but like courage. I mean, it is so hard to have. You know this, yeah. this cur- what it takes to actually be courageous. It's like you know the women in our community that we have here. I mean, they're trying to recreate their life and who they are. And that takes some freaking courage. And so everything you're about is, I just love it. I'm like saturated in your goodness over here. (laughs) I love it. So can you share a little bit about like what makes you, you and how you've gotten to this place and helping these women, you know, find um, themselves through God. So I would love to hear more about that. Yeah, totally. I think. I can speak to, to to your first question. Maybe somehow we can get back there. I think what makes me me now is just this heart fully surrendered to God. That's truly what makes me me now. But that was not my journey. That was not how I was raised. That's not what I incubated in or what I absorbed or what I was around. But I think that's what makes me who I am today is I'm just somebody that will talk unapologetically about God, that will just say yes to God on some of the most crazy adventures and exploits that he delivers, right? It does say in Daniel that those who know the Lord shall be strong and do exploits. And I'm like, let's go. So like, literally, (laughs) that's what makes me, me now. But I think when it comes to that self mastery journey, right? Like that was something that was very intriguing to me. I found out that I was adopted when I was 10. So my adoptive mother, she was struggling with alcoholism and she put me on the phone with my birth mother and said, your mom wants to talk to you. And I was 10 oh my and God. I remember just standing in the kitchen in this moment being like, what in the world does that mean though? Right? Like, so I'm talking to a woman on a phone that knows that this is real. Like she's not acting. She like literally thinks that I found out something significant. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, why would this one mother do that? Like, I think it was a cry for help, quite honestly. Like she knew that she was struggling. The whole thing was bizarre. It doesn't make sense. Right. But that's what happens when you're under the influence, if you will. Right. But I just knew that that young, that I was here for a purpose, that it was significant and we're getting started early, but it was terrifying because I had so many people around me that chose sabotage. They chose how to show up as a coward in their life and and choose lesser things. And I'm like, this is not the way, but I don't know the way. Right. So I'm going to figure it out though. Like I just had a determination to figure it out. And I think that made me different initially, right? Because a lot of times the same circumstances can happen to people in the same family. They can literally have the same resources, but go two different directions. Mm -hmm. And that's true. Even of like my older sister and I, for example, we went two very different directions. And I think for me, I went the path of 
you know, achieving and being an academic and like doing the things that were, were praiseworthy or clapped for, right? right? I, I went the path of not being a problem, <laughs> <laughs> right? Although I had all these problems on the inside, right? Like I was learning very early how to ignore that inner voice on the inside of you that was always very strong for me, right? But I chose to ignore it because that's what you do. You have to go the responsible path. You have to go the logical mm -hmm. path. You have to go the successful path, whatever that means. You have to be successful. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, like, a lot of unnecessary punishment happens to you. So I think something that made me unique very early was I always was called sunflower too. Like I was always a very joyful human. Like I would always choose to see the bright side of things. I would always choose to look for meaning and purpose. And people would often call me resilient. Like there was a time, and this is a story for another day, but there was a time in grad school where I broke both wrists. Oh my <laughs> <And> gosh. <laughs> it was wild. That's a crazy story. Okay. What do you even do with Literally, it was great. Like you don't do anything when that happens to you, I promise. But literally I bounced back from that so, so fast that people were like, what is different about you? You're like a bouncy ball. Like you get knocked, like literally knocked by life. Mm -hmm. And then somehow you shoot up and do all these crazy things. Like, how is that? possible. So that's always been a uniqueness that's been on my life. Like I definitely break through a lot of really hard things and I'm just very resilient and determined to do so. And so with God, that's a whole nother level. Right? I, so I, think that, I think that makes it different, but to, to the journey of, okay, I've, I'm witnessing a lot of self-sabotage and I just view this as all the ways that we get in our own way or that we are trained to be small, we're trained to shut up, we're trained to not critically think, we're trained not to express ourselves, we're trained not to communicate, we're trained to pretend, to lie, to hide. There's so many things and we all have our unique cocktail of doing that, right? There's no person that doesn't sabotage, okay? So like nobody gets out of here clean. <laughs> we all have our way of shutting things we're down. all sabotagers. <laughs> yes, yes, and I happen to know like the best. Like I like to say that I know all the escape artists. <laughs> Like I, I studied all the people that escaped life or found these shortcuts and these things that just shut down really the flow of God in your life. And so to me, I got to the point where I realized that like, I'm doing that too. Like what I've learned to really do is be an expert at that. Right. And I think when we are walking with God, what he often does is he'll give you a picture of where you're going. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it's like, you'll, you'll start to see, I am here. Like if you go to the map at the mall or a map in the music park, it's like, you are here. And you're like, cool. And God's like, we're going here. And you're like, what? <laughs> right. And in the middle of that is a faith gap. Okay. And this is something that you partner with God to start closing every day. But what we often do is we start sabotaging and staying stuck instead. So then we never fully actualize all this potential, all the gifts, all the talents, all the abilities that are on the inside of us. We keep trading that in for the sabotage. Okay. So when it comes to self-mastery, this is learning to master all the things that you're supposed to take dominion over, right? Like in the kingdom Gosh. of God, we have rights, we have privileges, and you've got to own that to be able to take authority all over of all the things that the, the world is going to send you, the enemy is going to send you, your patterns of behavior will send you, your programming will send you. There's so many things that you are designed to actually take authority over, but you won't if you don't know that. So the journey often just starts with self-awareness. Self-awareness is like the means of opening the channel to start figuring this out. So self-awareness, what it does is it starts to, well, and I'll say self-mastery with God. Okay. So self-awareness starts showing you where you're angry, where you're critical, where you're self-righteous, where you are broken, where you're in need of healing. What it starts to do is it starts showing where you are not 
flowing in the love of God and you're not loving yourself and you're not loving your other people. That's what self-awareness will show you. And then what ultimately it will do is show you your need for God. You'll start to be like, yo, like I am one broken human. Okay. And then when you see that, you're like, help. (laughs) Like literally, like there is no way that my homo self is going to be able to like fix any of this. Like I like clearly have a need for God. Like this is beyond me. And I think for me, like I, I started to realize that in my journey, which I, we can talk about that, but that's really it. It's like, okay, I realize that I'm not God and I'm powerless to change my life. And that the invitation to become more loving is to know the author. I've got to know what real love is. And I've got to come into relationship with him and have him start helping me master these things that are trying to master me. And then as I do that, I start becoming this person that is strong and mighty in the Lord. I'm somebody that starts doing exploits with him. I'm somebody that starts communicating and expressing myself in a way that's like, what? You know what I mean? Like you literally become like this new version of you that's anointed, which means you're just actually flowing in the power of God in your life. And that is a very different person. It's a person that is free. It's a person that is whole. It's a person that isn't intimidated or silenced in fear. It's a person that's not paralyzed by different versions of fear. It's a person that no longer lives under the oppression of sabotage. And that's out here to actually cause some damage to the enemy, of course, right? So it's a very different path, but it's basically embracing your process with God and growing up in him. That's really what it is. I mean... I I have no words. I mean, we could end the interview right there and it's like mic drop. No, but in all seriousness, I mean, yeah. you're speaking, you're speaking my story. You're speaking yeah. so many women that are listening right now, like our entire story. It's to your point, like it, it's almost like we have this own directory for ourselves and we get in these little ruts of like stopping along the way. And it's just not the way to go. And before we realize it, we're stuck in our own mess and we want a life raft. And where do we go from there? And so, I mean, everything you're saying is my love language for sure. Um, (laughs) But I know that you're speaking so much and blessing so many lives today. So can we hear a little bit more about you know, your struggle, um, the struggle that is that secret struggle, the struggle that many of us, um, you know, deal with in terms of just obsessing over our bodies and our our food and wanting to be what the world wants us to be. Um, and true instead of, you know, embracing that mastery, because I think that that happens, but it definitely is after we've hit the bottom of, you know, in, in our, in my world over here, our, our eating disorder. And so I'd love to hear more about that and your journey. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think the foundation of that was being set at that moment when I was 10, right. Cause all sense of home or safety or security were removed instantly. Right. But I'm 10. So I don't have a language. I don't have a grid for what is happening in this moment. And I'm also what started to happen is there was like a role reversal happening. So I wasn't covered. I wasn't protected. I wasn't led. I wasn't guided. I wasn't supported. I wasn't hugged. I wasn't nurtured. I wasn't none of that. I just became fully exposed. Mm-hmm. Right. And so the the desire was to make sure that nobody felt what that felt like, that nobody would ever experience that level of like pain or abandonment, rejection, fear, everything that happens in that moment. Right. It's like, what do I got to do to stay in a home? Because if I don't get it right, like they're going to get rid of me too. See what I'm saying? Like something like that is happening in a 10 year old, but you don't have 
a language for that. And if you can't voice it, people think you're good. So that's what started to happen. Like I started going into hiding, so to speak. Like I started taking on everybody's stuff because I was very, people would say empathetic or very sensitive, right? So I started picking up on what was happening around me. I was becoming like a practical psychologist, just like absorbing everything to survive, right? And things just kept getting worse in that environment, but I was learning how to not be a problem. So that's ultimately what I believed I was, right? So I was really trying to make sure that I was pleasing people around me so that I could anticipate bad things happen and being prepared for them. So I was just expecting that this is just life. Like everybody has their problems, but we don't talk about it. You don't go out to recess and tell your friends what's happening, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. You got to like be private and protect them. So privacy looked like protecting, right? It looked like being quiet. It looked like not talking about things and just like buffering up and just armoring up. So I started creating walls very early. So that looked like people pleasing. That looked like perfectionism. And I was in all the things that you could perfect. So whether that was grades, I was in gymnastics, I was in track, like there was just things that you could work out. And so that was ground that was being laid for later. And so later, this would have been in college for me when like the eating disorder activity started. Literally, this happened freshman year of college because I set up an internship for myself, <laughs> right? To give you an idea of how, how much of a risk taker I actually was. I don't know if I was just naive or whatever, but I'm like, this is just how you do things. So I set up an internship for myself in New York and it was with Fitness Magazine. They didn't do internships, but I made one for myself. <laughs> and I was amped about this, right? Because you kind of like picture like Kate Hudson, like going to New York and like, you know, yeah. working at magazines or, you know, like you have the sex in the city life. So you think it's glamorous and like you've arrived when you get to New York is kind of the idea, right? So I set up this and I'm like, mind you, I think I'm around 18 at this point, right? Because I'm younger. My birthday's in September. So I was one of those kids that started early at the beginning of the mm -hmm. year. So I was younger than everybody else. So I'm little, <laughs> <laughs> relatively like I haven't been in New York I haven't been on a subway do you know what I mean like this is not a good idea um but anyway it's kind of been true to life like whatever she does she makes happen like she's just a person that, that it can be okay but I really still wasn't okay so I set up this internship and it's with fitness magazine their literal pillars are mind body and spirit so I think on the inside that I've arrived in life okay <laughs> I'm like, I'm, out. I'm here, I'm at fitness magazine. Like I just, you know, I did it quicker than most people. Right. So I'm like already like amped about this. Right. But again, I'm 18. So the whole story is hilarious. So I am in New York. So many things are going down at this time. This is when they're like bombing the subway, which is like beneath the building that I'm going to. There is a merger happening with this company. So people are getting fired and I'm witnessing this happen. There's sexual harassment happening. There's so many issues happening. You're in magazine culture now. So you're seeing these magazines and you have to read them all the time. You have to be looking a certain way. Images everywhere. <laughs> so I start literally putting images on the wall in this um, little room that I was in. It was like an NYU housing unit. I figured out how to wow. like share rooms with um, students, <laughs> right? Cause I had to like figure out how to get there. So I literally am in this time starting to see that I am being programmed to look a certain way, to show up a certain way, to succeed in the world. And this is really my first out in the world experience where this is where it's supposed to look like. So I remember starting to work out like crazy while I was there. I remember starting to be conscious of like how much activity I was doing, of what I was eating. I just started seeing seeds being planted in that season. And then when I came home from that, my uh, adoptive father had married my stepmom literally the day after I graduated high school. So there was a clear shift. There was no transition. It was just like, you'll be good. <laughs> so that wow. summer I had worked two jobs and then I went to college and it was very much an experience where you're out of sight, out of mind. 
So everything that once fulfilled you or as part of your life was gone. And so mm -hmm. now I went into this internship. So I was no longer, I was running track in college, but it was different. It was not track that I had experienced in high school. There was no team. It was very individual. It was very competitive. It was rough, right? In uh, high school, that was like a family and they were rooting for you. They were supporting you. They could see you. So it was a very different thing. So like everything that I had found any sort of life in was gone. Okay. And then now I'm a freshman. So I don't know who I am. I don't know why I'm in this world. And I'm like trying to figure out how to be successful and nobody cares about me. Right. Like I'm out of sight, out of mind. So I don't even have a family or home base, or if I even try to go home, it wasn't safe. So it wasn't safe to go home. So I go and I do this internship and I'm being rocked in this internship. I'm witnessing things that don't make sense, that are hard, that are scaring me about life. I'm like, I'm not prepared is basically what happened, right? Like I'm like out there like, oh my God. So now this need to figure it out is coming up because that's the drive that I had outlets before to, to really be successful through. Like I could throw it out on, you know, a tumbling pass in gymnastics, or I could just run it out in a track event, or I could you know, shoot it out through something academic, but I didn't have that anymore. So I come back from that internship. And I remember being in the the new home that we were living in with my dad, my step family, everybody that's there. And thinking, man, this is really like hard to maintain, like the level of workouts that I got to keep up to like show up this way, the things that I've got to like figure out, like I've got to have like a release. And I remember that started the eating disorder, literally when I came home from that. And nobody knew. And this was something that happened for college for sure. And I was in a sorority at the time. I told people what was going on. I started seeking a therapist. I told my family about it. They thought I was crazy. <laughs> they had no idea what was going on with me. Like right. I was a shell of who I was. Like I was an athlete. So I was always very fit and like buff, right? But that wasn't the image that that's cool now, but that was not cool then. Like I was super fit. That was not what you would see as a woman. Like you would see this very skinny, uh, this very like beautiful magazine cover, like runway type model at the time. And I was not that, and I was never going to be that, but somehow I was trying to become that. Cause that's what I saw. And that's what was being reinforced. And there was a lot of weird activity that I had been raised in. My adoptive mother had put my sister on slim fast very early. And I didn't understand it. My stepmother had like weird habits where she would like pick at food and things. So I was starting to see that. And like those issues became my issue. So I started behaving that way, super conscious of it, was really struggling. And it was probably well into even after grad school until I had a moment where I'm like, God, this is, this is robbing me of what you have for me. Like, I don't, it literally was when I actually had given my life to the Lord. It was very quickly into that where I'm like, you have to take this. You have to take this. Like, this is preventing me from being free, like this level of anxiety is not okay. It just felt like something's constantly over your throat, almost like where you're being choked and you can't express yourself. Like literally, oh that's what, yes. like, it felt like, you know, there was something like always like in my gut, like you have like a lot of like terror that you're under the influence of. It feels like you just can't advance in your life. Like you can never progress. You keep achieving all these beautiful things, but you have nothing to show for it really. Like you have to keep starting over. And I'm like, this cannot be my life. Like I'm just willing to let this go and not have a crutch. Well, I cannot do that without you. Like you have to take this from me and literally like a child, like show me exactly what to start doing with you because this is going to destroy my life. Like I'm tired of being a coward. Like I've become the thing I feared. 
I became oh, like all these so people that, <laughs> that aren't successful. Like I became that, like I, I chose to escape. I chose to run. I choose to hide. And that was the last thing I ever wanted to do. And I know like, I'm crazy enough to believe that you've got talent, that you've got ability, that you've got creativity, that you've got things in me that I don't even know what's in there, but you want me to activate that and run with endurance with those things. I'm crazy enough to believe that you still got purpose on my life. and You want to use me in a mighty way. And I'm ready. And literally I had prayed that prayer, went to bed like normal that day, but woke up and it was gone. Like the, the crazy, like cycles that you would be going through in your brain, the things that you would pursue all, it was gone. Like years of not being able to do it. It's kind of like apostle Paul. Like the thing that I like know to do, I'm not doing the thing that I don't want to do. I keep doing. Like I knew always that it was never permanent. Like I even remember telling my youngest sister that's seven and a half years younger when I came home and I was really struggling, like, again, like I'm a size that doesn't make sense. Right. Like I'm showing up. It, it's just probably terrifying to see. And she was somebody that always looked up to me and would always follow what I was doing. So I remember sitting her on her bed and saying like, I am struggling. I don't know what's going on. Don't follow what I'm doing. Don't oh, follow what yeah. I'm doing. I know that I'm going to figure it out. Like this breaks my heart, but I know that I'm not being a good example right now. And I know that I can't stop it and I can't fix it, but I will get through this, but don't follow what I'm doing. Right. So I remember having a moment with her because it was just literally, I knew that I was going through something and I couldn't stop it if I tried, but I I knew that it was not going to be a permanent thing in my life, but I didn't know how long it was going to be. So this happened to be like years long journey for me. But literally when I prayed that prayer to God, like he delivered me in an instant in an instant. And then he started guiding me into literally what to do to never go back to that and never have that as my life experience. Because I started to see too, right? Like that, not only like when you, when you really aspire to be a blessing to people and to influence them in a very positive way in your life, which was true, like even pre God, like that was my journey. When you know that you're actually hindering somebody or hurting somebody, that's a whole different level of pain. And I'm like, I will not be right. That was my thing. I will not be this level of pain or cause this to somebody. So when I started to recognize that I was, I'm like, this is a problem. Right. So when then I was finally able to admit that that was a problem and give it to God, like I'm willing to not have a crutch. I'm willing to not squander my life. I'm willing to actually show up and be used in a mighty way, even if I have zero clue what that looks like, even if I don't feel prepared, even if I feel like I'm going to be perceived as a fool, I don't care. I just know that I can't be sabotaging myself and show up as a coward anymore because I am starting to hate this version of myself. And that's going to be a problem because I'm never going to have the relationships that I know that I'm called to. I'm never going to be fully seen. I'm only going to, people are only going to know me for what I show them. And I'm not giving them a very good show right now. I'm not even like letting them see who I actually am. And I don't even know who that is. And how am I ever going to find out if I don't run to the creator who actually formed, shaped, and anointed me? I'm not, <laughs> right? Like, how am I ever going to have an actual healthy relationship that's not toxic and dysfunctional? Or how am I even going to recognize what that is if I don't actually have encounters with love every day and start becoming full of that so it flushes everything else out? I will never have these dreams, these desires that are in me. And that would be the worst thing. That would be the worst thing. So that's literally what was behind that, like, asking of God, take it. Like, if I could, like, let it go, I would. But if I can't, you've got to take it. Yeah. It's incredible to me. Like I could literally soak this up and pull out just golden nuggets of truth yeah. that you're going through. But it's, it's yeah. so incredible to me how very different, like our childhoods were, yeah. but how very similar the like overcoming, like there was a spark 
that I knew in my heart, like I was meant for more and I wasn't meant to just be a number or I wasn't meant to just be a statistic. Like I wasn't, I was so, I was meant for so much more and I had no freaking clue what that was and exactly what your story is like. And to hear you go through it in a way of, you know, I was a problem and I was programmed and I had to, you know, get myself out of this again it's one of those things that I feel like that's what it takes. It's, it's not sitting in the pit. It's, and yes, it sucks sitting there. I mean, we've both been there, yep. but it's, there's something in you yeah. that's greater than the pain that you're experiencing in that moment. Like just a tiny glimmer of hope yes. is in you. That's like, yep. this isn't, this is, this has come to like, take you over but it's not going to take you down because you can win war. And like, I just envision you like, as I do myself regularly, like this warrior with like all the things and we're yes. just in battle towards, you know, yeah. good that we're called to do and creating the best version of ourselves. Because I truly see many similarities in our stories. And I'm sure many people listening as well are like, well, what is that one thing that like got you out of it? And yeah just listening to your story. It's again, it's very similar in terms of the getting out of it. And and as mine, it's just like, it was a decision. Like, yes, you turn to God, but it was also a decision to surrender. It seemed like, right. Like it was, it was very like, I don't want to be here and I don't know what there looks like, but anything's got to be better than where I am right now. Would you say that's like accurate? Like if you could tell yeah. us, like, what is the one thing? I mean, I know that you woke up and it was different and, and that doesn't happen for everyone, but yeah. it is that place of like, like, what was the one thing that you feel was the thing that makes you so that you're not still stuck in yeah. the eating disorder space? Like, yeah, I think, I think for me, like it was, it was relational. Right. And a lot of times we have to have our heart fully shattered mm-hmm. <laughs> before we can actually get to God. And I think that's what it was for me. Like I actually was in a relationship with somebody that had narcissistic personality disorder. I had never encountered that level of darkness in my life. Even this person couldn't realize that I was struggling. Right. Cause they just liked the things that they could benefit from me. And I was very useful. <laughs> I'm raising my hand. I'm raising. <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was, you know, probably like super fun to be around. I was somebody that, you know, was very solution oriented. That was always positive. That could find meaning. Like I was somebody that you could really find a lot of use out of. Right. But I had never encountered this level of darkness and, and pain. And I knew it was spiritual. Right. And I know that I had always sought things spiritually and I just really wanted discernment. I wanted to know that I didn't have to go down these like paths of massive betrayals and abandonments and and traumas to be like, oh yeah, I just wasted all these years of my life. I wanted to be able to see it for what it is before that it would even start, right? It's almost like when you see a dark alley, you don't go like sniffing down the alley to make sure it's dark over there. You're just like, that's dark. That's not for me. Keep it moving, right? Like I wanted discernment. I wanted to be able to test a spirit to know what's operating behind a thing, like even people, because I had only at this point known users users and abusers. Right. And I'm like, that's not okay. Right. Because then I'm going to surround myself with that my entire life. And there's gotta be a common denominator here. If I keep seeing that it's, there's gotta be, you know, something that I believe about myself that's making that possible. There's gotta be patterns that I haven't broken through that I've accepted from what I've experienced in my upbringing. Like there has to be a way to break this. Like, I'm really just tired of 
starting over so many times and having this be the same story, like disappointments, unfulfillment, discouragements, like huge, you know, letdowns, like that can't be what I keep experiencing. Like I just, I'm tired. Like I can't keep showing up and carrying so much weight and being dropped. Like it's just not going to work. So I was very, very much hungry to know that God is real that God exists, that he cares about my story, that he cares about me and that'll show up when I ask him and when I'm truly sincere. And I'm like, look, I've been being a fraud, a liar in a lot of ways. Cause I've been lying to myself in a lot of ways. And I'm willing to like lay that all down. If you'll just show me that you're real. Yeah. That's really what I wanted to know God. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I mean, I, I feel that on all the levels because I was very yeah. similar. It was, if you're there, if you yep. care, like here I am, I promise I will behave if you are there and you care and you're actually legit. I mean, I, and this was somebody, right. That I grew up around him. So it, it was, it was hard for me to like come at the end of myself as well. And that sounds like what you encountered, right? Like coming to the end of yourself and being like, I want to know you and I can't possibly have a relationship with anyone. If I can't have a relationship that I love about my own body and my own yep. being. And so that's a really good segue because that's so much wisdom to me. Like it's so much wisdom at such a young age. And maybe it's just because like you had no choice, right? Like you had to be your own voice, your own advocate, like, and just even going to the big apple, like doing all those things. Yeah. Like I was, I was right there with you. It's, it's, it's in your soul, your spirit, right. To be very high achieving. And many of us are in this, yeah. you know, the deal with eating disorders. I mean, we're very high achieving. We're very satisfaction, like do my to-dos and checkbox and I'm going to have it color coded and everything. Right. Like, yeah. and so for, for me hearing your story, like, again, it's very similar. It's also very similar to others out here listening, but if you were speaking to somebody, you know, right now that is in this place of total sabotage. Like they have done all the things and they're at rock bottom and they just feel like they're constantly reliving the same day, 365 times every single year, calling it a life and trapped, chained and trapped, controlled by food. Like what would be the advice that you would give? Yeah. Yeah. My, my advice would be to get honest, right? Like this is not life. This is not what you've been promised. This is not God. This is not what he has planned for you. This is not love. This is not your future. Right. And just to be honest that all of that is true and that you are just willing then to believe that what God has for you is so much greater and that you can't do it without him. You truly cannot. So whether he delivers you in an instant or not, right? Like he will always take you on a process that will lead to radical freedom and fulfillment like never before. And you just have to have the audacity to believe that that is possible for you. And that that is exactly why you've been fought. I mean, something that's true, what you're saying is that everyone under the sound of my voice is a highly purposed person. That's why you were fought from the beginning of your life, right? Like the enemy literally came to plant all these seeds of, of pain, of trauma, of disappointment, and try to get you, I like to say broke, busted, and disgusted so that you would never <laughs> actually be a purpose person or this mighty vessel in God's hand. Like he wanted to ensure that if he couldn't lead to your actual destruction that you would, right? So I think it's just time to lay down self, right? If we're going to work, it would have worked by now. It ain't working. 
right? And just be honest about that. Like lay that down, like literally put your entire life in God's hands and be like, now what? Now what? And then just start doing what he says. He will literally take you a day at a time, a step at a time, a moment at a time. He will start guiding you into every single thing that is a part of your process for your expansion, for your freedom, for your wholeness, for your legacy on this earth. He will literally guide you straight into your destiny. Like I love when it talks about in Jeremiah, he has a good plan for you planned in advance that you might walk in it. Like you're not figuring this thing out. Actually, he already laid it out for you. And when you start walking with him and partnering with him, he walks you straight into it. <laughs> Literally, like you don't have to go searching. You don't have to go pursuing. You don't have to embrace hustle culture. There's no FOMO here. That's not a thing. There's no fear of missing out. God guides you straight into it as you trust him. And he will do that. Like I, for me in that season, cause that might be helpful for some people. My prescription was to buy a Bible <laughs> <laughs> start reading it right like so there's like me and like a christian store being like i wonder if there's like a bible for me in here like how does one find one right i'm literally like looking for a bible i'm looking for devotionals i was just willing to believe that you would highlight devotionals for me to start reading so my my literal agenda was start getting in the word start developing a relationship with god i was hoping and believing that the word would become alive and active for me but i was going to at least sit there and that, whatever that looks like, right? There were some days where I was still half asleep, but I'm like, but you see me, <laughs> I'm here. I am trying, right? So buy a Bible, start reading it. He, I would say he tricked me into serving in a recovery ministry. So he had me leading a recovery ministry to heal my heart. I love it. So love now, because he still knew that what was conditioned into me was to show up for other people, but not myself. So he's like, watch how I'm going to work. I'm going to put you as a leader and you're going to have to show up for all these people, but you're going to show up for yourself in the process. And I'm going to heal you. So he did that. And I ended up serving that ministry for a very long time and like leading and training people in that. I learned how to pray. I learned how to break things off of people. I learned how to get free in God, right? And no, not go back to dependencies, to literally trust him. I'm now dependent on him, not on a crutch, right? And then he started telling me to write. And I'm like, that's funny. Like, why are we going to do that, right? Because writing sounds like punishment to me. It's like, go to your room. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, start writing. Like, it sounded awful. It's, I'm like, that's what like depressed people do. Like, that's what like drunk people do like I don't want to do that like that's not fun for me but that's all I could do that was, was like me. yeah he was like right right isn't that funny right. it's yeah. like we're gonna start like working out of you what you've stored up for a really long time we're just gonna start like getting it out of you so he had me write and I didn't know that I was gonna then author many books after that I had zero clue like that was not the path, my path was just to listen and to obey. Anytime I heard you, I was just going to say yes. And so I didn't necessarily like all of the things that he brought to me. Like for me, the last place you would find me is in a recovery ministry, right? I was somebody that had to go to AA as a child, right? If you have a parent that's right. struggling with alcoholism, that's what you do. So I'm like, I never want to be back in that environment again in my life. <laughs> yeah, I was right? like, yeah. I, Literally. And he brought me straight back into an environment that was similar, but only he was at the center this time. And I'm like, oh, it's really different when you try to like actually break through something with God versus not, right? Like I could see it intimately, right? Or when he unlocked prayer for me, I was like, what? Or just even the armor of God, like you live your whole life feeling vulnerable and then he teaches you that you're actually armored. And I'm like, what? Right? Oh. Or the things that he wants to produce in you. I'm like, wow, like I haven't been actively, you know, producing these things. Like this is crazy. So like he starts unlocking what's next, what's next, what's next. He hasn't stopped. Right. So I think for you, it's just literally giving him your full yes. And then guiding, letting him guide you into all these things that you keep saying yes to. Right. And they'll take you to this place where you can actually have and enjoy your life. 
That is everything right there. Yeah. I mean, that is literally everything right there. And I absolutely 100% have all of the exact same belief behind it because yeah. I truly feel like it was so much larger than myself. Like I would still be in the pit if I had not been fully surrendered to whatever that meant, like whatever that looked like. And it's so interesting that you talk about, you know, just like losing yourself to basically find yourself because that's yeah. where I think a lot of us are. And that's where it's funny, you know, when I was thinking about the show and her best self, it's like, we all want to be our very best version of ourselves, but like, what does that mean? And to me, it's dying to self yeah. so that we can experience something that is so much greater and higher and more powerful because we can't do it by ourselves. And so I think that really, it really does kind of just bring up so much. Um, and I love hearing all of this from you. So Final, well, actually, final question, but this is the fun one um, that that I want to ask you. And then we'll talk a little bit about where everybody can find you and all of your goodies. And you guys, like, yes, Miss Author thing over here. I absolutely adore her. You will want to go check her out. But just for 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 giggles here, what is your and I mean giggles and truths and love because like yeah. I feel like we're all trying to create I mean and you mentioned that at first you know when we started the show today like who am I even right like when yeah. we're in this place of identity and we're putting our identity in all the wrong things then we start questioning am I even gonna like who I am and so you know for purposes of what does your best self mean to you like are you living your best self when you think about your best self like who is she and are you living it yeah Love. Okay. So I, I probably would have never been able to answer that question before. It would have been like a muted down version or what, you know, the world would tell you, what your environment would tell you, which is really important to make sure that you're paying attention to who you put around you. But now how I would answer that is being an instrument in God's hand, right? Like I think that me being fully surrendered, being unhindered in every way and just letting him flow through me, I think about it being like a hollow bamboo, right? Like when we're full of self, when we're full of all this other stuff, like unhealed trauma, unhealthy patterns, sabotage. We're like literally like a clogged up channel mm -hmm. that of course God can't flow through that. But I like thinking about just being an instrument in his hand. Like I'm just a hollow bamboo that he can powerfully flow through. And I'm like, that to me is winning in life, right? Where it's like, oh man, like we're doing what now? Like, okay, like that's fun, right? So I, to me, it's, it's being able to partner with him and being able to see him in all you do. And there's the scripture that says that those who seek me will find me when they seek me with all their heart. So I think that that's my best self is like keeping my seek as strong as it can be. Like I'm talking like hot, spiritual fervency, hot, like not like a lukewarm or a cold person, <laughs> right? Like somebody that has this very pure heart, this childlikeness that's just, I, I'm excited, right? That I was robbed of a childhood, but I get to live in it every day, right? Because unless you become like a child, you can't embrace the kingdom of God. But I'm like, I get to be like a little kid every day and just like have that level of expectancy or belief that God's just going to show up, right? Or that he's crazy enough to partner with me. Like, how fun is that? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, what do we get to do today? Like, who do we get to play with? Like, let's go. So it just, it turns into a, just a wonderful new adventure. And I think that you can have that every day. So that's my best self is like living with God at the center in a very real way and letting him use me, but seeking him not to even be used, but seeking to be 
embraced and loved and encountered God every single day. Like doing life with God every day is my best life, truly. And so I can say that I am doing that 100% now, but that definitely was not something that I even knew I could access or that was available to me. But it becomes so much more joyful and, and freeing and life-giving when you do it that way. Like you literally become... I joke that God restored my youthfulness. Like people right now, they're like, you look like you're like 27. And I'm like, I'm definitely not. That's right. Like, but I'm like, we'll just say that God restored my youthfulness. Like that's what he did. Right. So to me, it's hysterical. Cause I'm like, wow, like all these years of feeling like pain and blocked and stopped and like prevented from progressing in life. It's like, watch what God will do. Like he will restore your youthfulness. You'll get to play all of the time. Like life doesn't have to be this hard burdensome struggle for you every single day. Yes, you're still going to have tests and trials, but you're not going through those alone and God uses them. That's not true when you're not walking with him. He like that struggle takes you out. It's kind of what happens. But when you're walking with him, like he grows you through it and you come out not smelling like smoke. I'm like, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, the, you know, like the enemy wishes he would like come at me one way. I'm going to make you limp back. Right. Like that level of the confidence that you've never been in before. Or that level of joy that you never lived in before, let alone creativity. To me, I'm like, that is your best self. You are just fully free to be used mightily by him. I 100% agree. And you are glowing. And you ha- do have that youthful nature and stature about you for sure. And I think yeah. it's so funny that like he will, you know, give us double right? Of what the enemy has taken from us. And so now you get to bless others with your story and your podcast. And I just, before we go, um, I want everyone to know where they can find you. This again has been like a breath of fresh air. I'm so happy to have you join today and anything that you have coming up in your business or anything you'd like to share, um, we'd love to know more. Yes. Well, I think the main hub is julianapage.com. So you can find the links to social medias, the podcast, like you can link out the books, a declaration deck, all the things. <laughs> you can find all of that. It lives over there, julianapage.com. Courage Co. is www.courageco.org. And once you get in there, that is sort of like a beast, right? But there's so much that we just give for free. So there's prophetic prayer calls, small groups, so many beautiful things. There's monthly trainings. And, and challenges to get plugged into if you're like loving some of this content. It's like, here's how you redirect your energy. You like literally pour it into this and get equipped. Then we have a mastermind that's in there. And what's coming up for people to plug into is a spirit-driven success coaching certification. So that is launching in January. So they can plug into the mastermind. I like to picture the mastermind sort of as like your inner world. And then the certification is like your outer world, your deployment. Right. So- <laughs> I love that. Those are things that you can for sure plug into. Listen to God's vibe, the podcast, and, and hear about what's going on over there. But those are some great places for sure. Well, this has been an awesome experience. I'm so happy that we had the time to chat together. It has been wonderful. And thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing, you know, your story and your struggle because we all can understand and relate on so many levels. And I think it's so appreciated that we have more people, right, that are willing to take it for the team and like be vulnerable and show up and be the testament that there is the struggle, but the triumph is the truth. And so I just wanted to say thank you for for coming today. And like, go find her, go find her, go find her. 
All right. It has been a blessing to my heart. Thanks so much again. Thank you so much. I have to say too, like people need to listen. The triumph is right. Like that's the truth. The triumph of this truth. People need to hear that. And I also want people to hear that if you have been through this struggle, like you're not your story. The story of struggle is not your story, right? You literally can have this very courageous, impactful story. And that starts unlocking the minute you choose to be courageous and not a coward, right? And if you are here, you are a pioneer. You are meant to build. You are meant to do things that you haven't seen people around you do. You are meant to shift your generation. You're meant to shift your family line. You're meant to literally come up against and knock down every single giant that tried to knock you down. That is literally what you were here to do, what you were wired to do. And you get to, like, this is your invitation. You get to start walking that journey out one day at a time and one step at a time and watch what God will do. He will accelerate you and he for sure will blow your mind. For sure. Yes, he will. He's done it for me. I know he's done it for you. And he can do it for all of our ladies out there also. So thanks again for joining and thank everybody for listening. We will see you next episode. Oh friend, thank you so much for letting me share what was on my heart today. My hope for this podcast is to help more women find freedom from food and body. If this has empowered or blessed you, let me know. I'd be honored for your rating and review of my show. And I'd love to connect with you in my private Facebook community. You really can move from perfection to purpose. Let's break the chains together. I'll help navigate the way. Until next time, bye for now, girl.